0: Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line Day the afternoon, sun is flying oh so high I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea Making sure my bait is all nice and stinky Gonna add a little, let it make the bait go sinky We can wait another day to do the patchwork laundry Cause now we're going to for, Bunyan Country. for your weekend fishing pleasure We will learn about the fall walleye bite From none other than Brian Bro Brosdahl And we'll find out how to catch big panfish from Mike Frisch It's all coming up This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country and We're checking in once again with Brian Bro Brosdahl As we have uh, gone across into the fall because labor day is over that uh, i guess unofficially makes it fall and of course uh, depending on the year we could be in our boats until even into november bro and and it can be among the best times to catch a walleye
1: oh absolutely this is a great time walleyes put on the feed bag this time of year they're fattening up for winter time and uh it's just great because the fish are hitting.
0: Fish are hitting. They're, they they oftentimes are among the biggest uh, fish you're going to see in the entire year.
1: Oh, the the, the the real big ones come out to play this time of year. And they're all they all weigh more. Uh, they're girthy and healthy, and it, it, it's awesome. And you have a true chance at a true trophy this time of year. Uh, they, they bite, and they, they're going to weigh the most. So if you're out for a big fish, this is the time to catch it.
0: School's back in session, football season's underway, hunting seasons are underway. That tends to mean the the uh, lake is a little bit more wide open for those who want to get out on the water.
1: Oh, absolutely. And right now, uh, plastics will work. Smelt minnows on a slurp head, jigged aggressively in the surviving weeds. Uh, fish love to eat those, those plastics. Uh, it triggers them. Um, small fish, you go on numbers, puppet minnows from Northland Tackle, jigged aggressively, uh, will trigger the bites, perch patterns, blue chub. uh, All that stuff works good, Uh, and it gets a lot of numbers of smaller fish. Um, And then, you know, the live bait, large minnows work exceptionally well. They get harder to get, but the minnows last longer because it's cooler. Um, Keep them in an aerated bucket like a a big frable bucket works really well. Um, And hook them on a roach rig. Super glow hook, uh, rock runner, bottom bouncer, and a, and a six foot lead works really well. Some some cases longer, some cases shorter. If you're getting tangled or the minnows are running you under stuff, go with a shorter leader. There's times I've used them two and a half to three feet long in uh, obstructed areas. Um, jigging a minnow—that's the best part. Jigging minnow comes back into play, and it is by far my favorite way to fish. As well as I hear a lot of people love. Fishing with a jig and a minnow, fill the bite, set the hook, and it's a simple way to go.
0: The other thing that's e- that makes life easier as fall wears on is, especially if you're willing to go out there when it's cooler with where your multiple layers is. You know, walleyes are weed relating creatures. There's fewer and fewer weeds that are still alive. It's easier to to figure out where they're going to be. Oh,
1: absolutely, and and there's you know this is the time to find the the greenest weeds, but. You know, they're, they're dying off, and there's a lot of dead weeds all over the place, but they will be in the weeds, the weeds that face the, the deepest, steepest breaks. Uh, healthy, tall uh, weeds with good they will be on the edges. And sometimes just the weeds where they really stratify, where there's there's a good weed line, but there's some weeds that grow it a little farther. So a lot of times the biggest wallies will be on the deepest edge that you can find, and uh, just awesome, any place that's got a break or, uh, you know, river. Riverbeds, old riverbeds and channels on a lot of our lakes come into play, and uh, finding these edges works really well. Rocks near the weeds and uh, shoreline-connected points start becoming players. And what I mean by shoreline-connected points, not just small points. Some of these shoreline-connected points um, might go out on the lake three miles on big lakes like Winnie, Leach, Cass. Uh, these are large spots, Bemidji. Some of them go all the way across the lake but the fish return to these areas and um, you know in the past it was mostly deep water but now it's becoming a weed weed bed bite and uh, uh clam beds any kind of structure uh, works really well and with the advent of uh, lake master uh the a spots get hit a lot sometimes the b spots are good inside turns and in points and uh wind swept areas become hot again
0: more with bro and catching fall walleyes later, but next, we talk catching big panfish with Mike Frisch. Some people fish, some people don't. Those people are clueless. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in once again with Mike Frisch, outstanding guide in the Alexandria area. Mike, we want to talk about panfish. I've seen on your bio that you like to catch panfish, and I think the number one thing most anglers want to know when it comes to panfish is, how do we get away from those little potato chips and find bigger panfish?
2: Well, Kev, I think the biggest thing we have to understand is a fair amount of our bigger panfish are going to spend more time in deeper water than maybe we're accustomed to. A lot of people spend time chasing panfish, say fishing off docks or around public access and shallow water environment. And- environments. And certainly during the spring of the year when those fish are coming in to feed and then to complete their spawning ritual, we'll have some of the bigger panfish relating to the shorelines. But what ends up happening after they've completed that spawn, these fish are going to head to deeper water. And I think a lot of times we fail to understand where they locate and how to find them once they do head to deeper water. But I would say that's the biggest thing is we have to get off the banks, especially after the spawn, if we want to find bigger panfish.
0: There are a number of lakes where it's stunted growth. Is there anything we can eyeball that'll tell us, yeah, they're not going to be in this lake? I really don't think so.
2: Where we can just look at a lake, I think a bigger part of it is to keep track of what size panfish a lake is producing, staying in tune with where the bigger fish are, and trying to stay on those lakes. And one of the things that I probably guard closer than any other secrets when I get on a big bluegill bite or find a lake that's got a good couple year classes of trappies, because what ends up happening is these fish can be really susceptible to fishing pressure, and once word gets out, people go and beat on them per- good and really nice population of them can get fished down pretty quickly. What's the lake that's producing the bigger bluegills? I try to stay with that a year or two and then keep an open mind. These fish are going to move through in cycles and the lake might be good for a while but then we have to move on to that next lake and try to stay on top of where the nicer fish are coming from.
0: You can fish out these lakes really easily when they start biting and it happens a lot. So for those who don't want that to happen are practicing catch and release. When it comes to bluegills, what size needs to go back in the water?
2: Anytime you get an honest bluegill that's over 9 inches is a nice fish. There's a fair amount of guys that'll keep those fish in that 7- and 9-inch range, and that's okay to keep some of those. But what we don't want to do, have a trip with 3, 4 people and take 50 or 60 of those bigger ones out of there because you're putting a pretty big dent into that population. So the thing is, a lot of times when you find those lakes that have a big-year class of them, go ahead and take a few, but be really selective because we do need those fish. One the other thing that I think is important, back to a crappie thing, realize that there are times of the year when they're really susceptible. Those big crappies, when they move up into these shallow boat marinas or reed banks, if you got a bunch of 12 to 13, 14-inch crappies, those are the fish we got to put back because at that time they're extremely susceptible. So, again, keep a few, but be really selective, I think, is probably the key.
0: Now, you were talking 7 to 9 as being something you need to be careful with. What do you consider to be the good eating-size panfish?
2: I'll keep some crappies that are in that 10-inch range, give or take an inch or twenty side of that. My bluegill level is around that 8 inch size range. Again varies by lake what you're going to get. I think the key is to, I don't like to hammer too much but really the selective harvest aspect of it. Walleye guys will put a big walleye back and bass fishermen will do a lot of catch and release but it seems like the panfish people at times are a little slower to get convinced that we need to put them back because people look at them all, it's only a bluegill or it's only a crappie but you got to realize if you're talking a 10 inch bluegill or a 14, 15 inch crappie, you're talking about a pretty Rare fish now in our state, and even though it is just a panfish, in some people's eyes, it's still a fish that's a trophy fish, and we need to consider putting that fish back.
0: And uh, despite the fact that we hear so much about walleye and muskie and some of these types of fish, by far, panfish are the most caught fish in Minnesota. It's not even close.
2: And that's exactly it. You had mentioned, Kev, a little bit ago, our school of fish program. One of the things that we spend a lot of time in our school of fish program talking about is how to fish a slip bobber setup, because we believe that there's no better way to get a kid hooked on the sport of fishing, then to have them feel something pull back. That's one of the big reasons we fish. There's no better way to do that in the state of Minnesota than with crappies, bluegills, perch, whatever they might be, pulling a slip bobber under. So you're exactly right. Panfish are by far the most popular species of fish to catch. And the neat thing about it, I have a daughter, she's 16 now, but when she was younger, we spent hours on the dock catching bluegills, and a lot of them weren't very big. But we still had a lot of fun, and not just her, but dad as well. So (laughs) even though panfish, sometimes we as anglers especially when we get into our tournament game and all these different things we start looking them at as a secondary fish. They're really not. They're one of the neatest fish. They're numerous and they do taste good. And even a small bluegill puts up a pretty good fight.
0: Well, when we're out looking to catch bluegills, what should we be throwing in front of them? Early in
2: the season, that whole bobber thing is a good way to go about it. A jig with a waxworm a portion of a nightcrawler, a small panfish leech, whatever. That setup underneath a bobber is a great way to catch. them. I think the biggest mistake we use a bobber that's too you know, we're talking about a small fish that gets spooked easily by the buoyancy of a big bobber. So using a bobber that barely floats that the fish can pull under the water really easily is important. Once these bigger fish move out, I'll catch them two different ways. I'll use a small jig with a small impulse grub. Works great. I'll do one of two things. I'll either cast and retrieve along a weedy point where I've located a school of fish, or I'll use a 16-ounce jig. I'll use that small grub tail, and I'll cast it out behind the boat and use my trolling motor to troll along the outside edge of the weed line until I locate a school. But that little grub tail is a great way to cover water in the summer and to locate some of those schools, bluegills.
0: I know that you're a multi-species guide and do you get any specific requests for I want to go pan fishing or is that more in the realm of what we talked about a little earlier this year about we want action?
2: At times I do get those requests and most of the time it's when kids are involved. Our three grandkids are here. Can you take us out for an afternoon and we can have fun? So yeah, I do have some of those trips but most of the time those are trips Where people say Just put us on a bite We don't care what it is Depending on the time of the year And what the bite is like We might chase crappies Or we might chase bluegills But talked about earlier This year like you said That's also a case Where we might do a largemouth bass Jigworming trip as well
0: All right, Mike As always we appreciate your time Thank you You're welcome Thanks for giving me the opportunity To be on your program Kev I appreciate it We'll check back in with Bro Bros I'll get more tips On fall walleyes next Someday
2: I won't go fishing
0: of course, I'll be dead. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan country. Continuing now with Brian Brobros, doll on fall walleye fishing. Bro, there you know most most lakes are great this time of year, no question about it. Are there any in particular that stand out as really good fall lakes? Well,
1: actually, uh, Bemidji is awesome, uh, uh, Leech Lake, uh, Walker Bay, um, and then of course uh, Winnie. Winnie is quietly catches some of the biggest fish of the area. I've seen quite a few fish in that 8- to 9-pound range uh, coming out of there. The slot works. It takes a long time. The fish are super old, but they're, they're some of the girthiest, largest fish you'll find. And uh, it seems like when fall comes around, we catch some real big ones um, on the on the really, you know, defined structures. Um, and there are some smaller lakes that kick out some giant fish. Of course, I can't see. <laughs> I'll probably be, I'll be out there and you'll find me. <laughs> but, uh, there's some, there's some amazing uh, spots to catch fish and any, you know, a lot of our lakes are lakes that at one point in time were a river or are a source to river or just part of a river chain. All these lakes are really good. And, uh, and some of the deeper, deeper lakes uh, go later, you know, in the fall, the, the shallower ones seem to, to go faster. So, find the you know the, the bite that's happening in uh, leeches earlier peaker and then walker goes after um cast lake's a deeper lake so it takes a little bit of time uh but cast lake is a lake that doesn't have a lot of vegetation but where it does it's uh it's just a it's bounty and uh, the late fall tournaments on cast become a weed bite uh everybody in the past used to probe the deep water well if all the winters are coming out of super shallow weeds, and it just goes to show you that uh, how important vegetation is to walleyes. It's not just bass that live in the weeds. I think walleyes live in the weeds mm-hmm. just as much.
0: What are the two or three things I absolutely better have with me if I'm going fall fishing?
1: Going fall fishing, you want to have fireball jigs. Uh, RZ jigs are very important. Fireball jig is a short jigs, so You can fish it in rocks um, and then have a stinger hook. Use a large rainbow or a shiner and uh, leave the stinger hook hang loose for the short strikes. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, RZ jigs also, if you can get shiners, you double hook them. And then a roach rig, dragging live minnows. If you can't get creek chubs or red tails, drag a sucker minnow or a large shiner. Works really well. Um, and if you can find leeches, if you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, <laughs> get big leeches. Uh, I'll have them. I always save them from springtime. And probably started out with uh, several pounds to get down to about a half a pound in the fall, but the walleyes just destroy them, and uh, they're they're you have to change the water a lot, and you have to pull the dead ones out. But once if you make it till fall, it's worth it.
0: Okay, bro, bros, Doll talking fall fishing with us. One of the best times of year to go fishing, and bro, if we want to go fishing with you this fall or any other season for that matter, how can we uh, give, get get a hold of you and get something started?
1: Just look me up at brosguideservice.com or Facebook me.
0: Bro, we appreciate your time. Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Time to get outside and get fishing. The weekend is here. Good luck. Hi,
3: this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged in with Chris Howard. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.